When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week's episode of Sounds Good is brought to you by the folks who make my podcast happen, Gradient. They recently launched their full editorial website filled with tons of articles advancing identity and culture. Right now on Gradient, you can read news updates, personal essays from great writers, and commentary on movies, TV, music, and more. Check it out at gradient.is. That's gradient.is. Hey everyone, Brandon Harvey here. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds Good, the weekly podcast where I explore the lives, stories, and adventures of some of the happiest people in the world. Today I'm talking with Olympic figure skaters Maya and Alex Shibutani. The duo have been in the public eye for years because of their incredible talent at such a young age, but also because brother-sister teams are uncommon in the sport. With 12 years of skating together under their belt, these siblings have competed together all over the world. They just won the national championship and are competing at the World Olympics just days after recording this. NBC says that they're one of the best teams in the entire world. ESPN called them stunning. The U.S. Olympic team describes them as incredibly dynamic in and outside the rink. On top of all of this, I just think that Maya and Alex are some of the most genuine, interesting, and fun people I have ever met. I'm so excited for you to meet them. Let's jump straight into the conversation. All right, I have Maya and Alex Shibutani on the line. And you guys, how is it going? Everything's going great. We're so excited to talk to you. I think this is the first three-person podcast on Sounds Good. So we're we're honored to be on. This is Yeah, no, you're totally right. You guys are the very first duo that I've had on the show. So thank you for being here. Thank you for asking us. We're so happy to talk to you. You're the best. Well, thank you. We Okay, so we met... A year ago, almost exactly a year ago, we went out to breakfast. Uh, we were in New York City just with this big group of people. And you and I ended up randomly, like the three of us ended up randomly sitting across from each other. And we kind of hit it off. I tricked you guys into uh, letting me take some photos of you guys on like the cold streets of New York where like <laughs> Alex, you lifted Maya up in the air and you guys were like dressed really formally. And I shot some Instagram photos of you. And I just feel like we've been like BFFs since then. We have. It's it's incredible considering the fact that, you know, it was breakfast. It was a meal. Uh, we sat down for probably, what, a couple hours? And uh, it feels like we've known you for forever. Uh, and that's really cool. I think that, uh, you know, you're someone that having just met you a year ago has been very inspirational to me and Maya. Your, your positive energy, your outlook on life, it's so, you know, visible. Um, from your Instagram feed to everything that you do now with the podcast, it's great. Well, thank you. I mean, okay, so I just read like a Time article that says that your first coach always called you guys mac and cheese because 
<laughs> Alex spent so much time, I think it was Alex, right? Spent so much time yeah. smiling big at the judges. And I mean, it, like, that's really how I see you guys as just like this, like, really fun, energetic duo who's doing stuff that I know nothing about. Like, you guys, I mean, you guys are both just kind and generous. You sent Sammy and I a wedding gift after, again, like, we only met that one time. Like, I'm just. I'm I'm just bragging about you a lot. We'll just I'll this whole podcast will just be me bragging about you guys, but it's it's hard not to do. Hey, us us about you too. Hashtag brag pod. <laughs> Hashtag brag pod. Um, you guys just won first place at the national championships for figure skating last year. You got second. The year before, you got third. If I have all my facts correct, um, and that means that you guys are like growing. You're getting better. You're becoming more and more amazing. What does that momentum feel like? Like, I would imagine that that feels wonderful and scary. You know, how are you guys feeling right now? This is our 12th year skating together as an ice dance team. So like you mentioned, we just won the U.S. title in January. So that was extremely exciting. Uh, Our career has been a bit of a whirlwind, but at the same time, we've been working so hard. We have big goals and dreams and really heading into the next Olympics in 2018 Winning that U.S. Championships was just really the perfect step for us. That is awesome. That's so, so fun. So next week, you guys are heading to the World Championships. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, We had another competition after the National Championships, actually called the Four Continents Championships. And that's another big international event. And uh, we were very excited to win that one as well. Uh, So we're sort of on a bit of a roll right now. We're building some momentum. Like Maya said, we've been working for... 12 years together as an ice dance team and we've obviously known each other uh, for longer than that Uh, and so it's just been exciting I think uh, we're very lucky to have had a very successful career so far but to still be showing signs of improvement and growing and still being you know in love with what we're doing uh, still at this point is very exciting and the worlds are are coming up next week in Boston and that's a rare opportunity in itself um, you know, you don't always have the opportunity to skate at a world championships in your home country. So that'll be special. You know, that's something I always say. I always say, you know, I don't always get the opportunity to skate at the world championships in my <laughs> home country. So, um, <laughs> it, I mean, this is incredible because you guys are what? Maya, you're 21 and Alex, you're 24. Is that right? Yep, yep you got it. it. Wow, I'm very proud. When I first met you guys, I got you guys ages swapped. Like, I totally thought Maya was the older person in in this sibling relationship. and That's our favorite question to ask new people. <laughs> Who do you think is older? <laughs> yeah. Maya's just very mature, and so I think that she comes across. Her wisdom is, it always shines through, and with me, I'm a little bit goofy, and so I think when we also ask the question, people immediately think that they're being tricked, Yeah, uh, that it's like a trick question. But we also were very wrong about how old you are. Yeah, I thought that you were so much older than you were, and it's not based on appearance, and not that intelligence is a qualifying factor for age or or, or vice versa. But you know, you are one of those people that is just to me kind of like an old soul. Uh, you know, very wise and and open about discovery and learning new things. It's it's very cool. Yeah, I I kind of split the difference between you guys. I'm like right there in the middle. I'm 23, um, and yeah, I I for the longest time didn't tell anybody my age because. For me, as a photographer, um, it really didn't benefit me. But you mm. guys have kind of always, you guys have been known for a while as like a young duo. Is that kind of right? It feels like that. Or is, or is just ice skating a young, a young sport in general? 
Figure skating is one of the younger sports in general, but at the same time, it's unique to have a partnership that's lasted 12 years. So we've certainly had the opportunity to grow in front of a large audience, which has been special for us because more people can join on our journey. Yeah, I think that's right. And also, I mean, we were very lucky when we were young to have a lot of success. And so we were kind of moving through the ranks very quickly. And we got to that sort of Olympic senior level. Uh, that's what we call it. The Olympic level is, is called senior. And we, we got there very early. Mai was 16, I was 19. And, um, you know, we're settling into that senior level of skating right now. And, you know, that's been a lot of hard work and it hasn't been without its its valleys. But that's that's every, you know, journey that you take in life. There are the peaks and the valleys. And I think we've been able to handle them really well because we are, you know, both motivated, but, you know, our differences make us a stronger unit together. And so if I back up, um, kind of going along with, you know, me thinking that Maya's older, Maya was the one that took the lead in you guys becoming skaters. Like you were the first one to skate in your family, Maya. You were four years old. What was the catalyst for that? You really know your stuff. Um, We grew up in Connecticut, and at that time, who knows, maybe still, figure skating birthday parties were really popular. You know, you go take a few laps around the rink, grab a slice of pizza. So our parents were like, okay, this is a popular thing to do. Maybe it's a good skill so that they can actually have fun with their friends instead of clutch the boards. It was about avoiding social humiliation at a young age. Uh, (laughs) It was a survival tactic to to remain cool at school. but yeah, Maya was for sure the one that kind of latched on to, to the sport, to skating before me. We both started off in the basic skills program, but really as soon as I stepped on the ice, I loved it. I loved the feeling and it was something that I knew I wanted to pursue. I never really thought ahead to going to the Olympics right away, but it really just happened naturally for us. It seems like you started to take it more and more seriously. And like from what I understand, your parents... Um, they understood the value of you guys being surrounded by talented people and uh, by putting you in situations where you were able to grow. Um, And they started just kind of bringing you to like elite level competitions. Is that right? Yeah, no, I mean, we're so lucky. Uh, Our parents are amazing. The the number of sacrifices that they've made for for us and our happiness and what we've wanted to pursue. uh, We're so appreciative of that. And Uh, We had a great childhood growing up in Connecticut, and I think that, um, you know, they always supported what we wanted to do, whether it was, you know, my short stint with the violin. Uh, That didn't last too long, but they were totally okay with it. They wanted me to kind of find my passion, and they sort of nodded their head when I said I wanted to be a professional basketball player, but that height wasn't quite (laughs) in the team pool. And so when I found skating and we, you know, started skating together, they were all in about making sure that um, you know, they could support us as much as possible. And that included moving cross country, uh, two years into our, our skating career together, uh, not quite cross country, but to Colorado Springs. Uh, and yeah, they, they really, um, believed at that point that, you know, it's important to be surrounded by people that are, are better, that are different. Um, uh, especially when you're learning to do something for the first time, when you're growing at that developmental stage, it's just so beneficial to be surrounded by, by greatness. And that only helps you, uh, you know, establish yourself, especially when you're young. Yeah, I would imagine. And it seems to me that your parents really understood that because they were both professional musicians. They went to Harvard together and they probably experienced that in their own careers and were like, well, let's give our kids a similar opportunity. Is that, is that right? 
Yeah, I mean, Maya and I definitely didn't know how to go about uh, developing the career that has sort of come, um, you know, in our lives. I think uh, we're so thankful and lucky to have parents uh, that, you know, went through various experiences themselves growing up as, you know, competitive musicians and then uh, students. But uh, they always let us kind of follow our own path. And we're, we're very thankful also for the fact that Maya and I have been able to do this together. It's a unique thing that we've realized over the years that, um, you know, two siblings can, first of all, get along. Uh, and then second of all, get to share these experiences that we've had over the past 12 years. Yeah. What is your secret to getting along, like not just with your sibling, uh, but with somebody that you spend all day with every day that you compete with, you work with? I think so many of us have those people in our lives who are just like with us, like every single day, like a partner, a teammate. Um, Like what have you guys learned in the process of, you know, reaching the top in your field, but like working side by side? Like you mentioned, it's challenging when you work closely with someone for anything, whether it's your sibling or your spouse or just a teammate in general. We definitely didn't always get along when we were younger and people would ask (laughs) us, we'd be like, yes, we always get along, smile, laugh. But now as we're looking back, I mean, there were small arguments along the way, whether it was something silly like, oh, who's going to press the elevator button first? But now, as we've continued on in our career, something that we've really realized is that in order to reach our potential, we need to work together. And also, you know, we're both passionate people, so we're not always going to agree on the exact same thing. But that's okay because even though we're siblings, we're not the same person. And if we both have that end goal in mind, we can accomplish anything. Yeah, I think to sort of add on to Maya's point, um, she referenced the elevator button thing. Like, we're very normal brother and sister. Um, You know, I was so excited to have a a little sister, uh, you know, and that was a really special moment in my life because it's like, you know, you find out that you're going to have a friend for the rest of your life. And that's that's really exciting. And um, I think that with with Maya, we always had a good relationship. Um, but whenever parents come up to us, they're always like, oh, like, you know, my kids could never do what, what you guys do. You know, my son would just drop my daughter and, <laughs> and they would be just, you know, fighting all the time. We're, you know, we're very normal. Um, we definitely have had our, our arguments. And I think that, like Maya mentioned, because we know that we're stronger together than we are apart uh, and we both love what we do and Uh, we care about each other. It's so easy to get past those minor things, especially when it comes to the creative process. Because we're two different people, we bring different ideas to the table. And it's just so much better if you're open uh, and if you're ready to listen. I love that last part where, uh, you you know, when you come to the creative process, it's so great to have other people in the mix. You know, in the process of creating this podcast, I've had a team of people who have been surrounding me, giving me awesome input, helping me kind of jump into things. Okay, wait, wait. So I'll just I'll just tell you guys. When I was in college, I studied marketing and advertising, and okay. I took this one class. It was just like an intro to advertising. But my professor was like a former ad executive, and instead of jumping straight into advertising the very first day, he jumps into this idea of open mode versus closed mode, and mm-hmm. um, he starts talking about how the most important thing when you are coming up with ideas is to like have everybody in that environment. So in your guys' situation, it might be like you two or maybe coaches or something. Everybody in there who's just like willing to throw out the biggest, most ridiculous ideas. And oftentimes those ideas are terrible. Like they're ideas that are just like, 
you would not want to say out loud or they will never work, you know, those things. But like throwing them out is super duper valuable. And the trick is you just can't have anybody being critical. Um, everybody just has to be fully open. And then later on, you can like leave, you can come back, and then you can go into what's called closed mode, which is where you kind of edit. You say, okay, this sucks. This doesn't work. Uh, let's refine this. What if we take this, twist this, tweak this? And that blew my mind on all creative collaboration that I started doing with people. Do you guys have any like creative secrets for ways that you collaborate as um, as a duo or with coaches to create like the ridiculous fun stuff you guys create in figure skating? That's a great question. I think that uh, I wish that we could say that, you know, we have mastered the open closed um, sort of pathway to collaboration. Uh, I think that because, you know, we're so comfortable with each other, sometimes open and closed kind of blend together. Uh, you mentioned, oh, sometimes you just shoot someone someone's idea down. That happens quite a bit <laughs> with us, actually. Uh, so I don't know if we're the perfect role models because we have a very unique situation. But for example, I'm always the one that's throwing out tons of ideas, hundreds of ideas. And even I know that 97 of them are just not worth a second thought. Uh, but I just, I, you know, it's helpful to have everything out there on the table. And I think that with Maya and myself, we have our coaches who are, you know, very helpful in guiding us and their experience we really value as far as just making sure that they um, can prepare us to not only be physically in shape to, you know, to perform our programs, but also creative where we're trying things that really inspire us. And inspiration, I think, is a huge part of creativity. And it's not just, you know, us and our coaches. We constantly seek uh, inspiration from outside sources, even outside the skating world. I think that a word that you used, Brandon, was collaboration. And I really think that that's key in finding the very best product. There are people that can be very unique and have their own point of view. But for us, it's really important that we both speak up and bring our own ideas to the table, because then that really leads to our best together. Yeah, we learn so much from each other. Um, and, you know, Maya has her strengths and I have my strengths. And if we find sort of a direction where we aren't as familiar, um, you know, like if there's a, a direction that we want to take our skating and we don't feel that we necessarily have all the answers. And that happens more often than not. We are totally open to pursuing working with someone or, you know, working with a choreographer who's never even stepped on the ice before. Um, you know, even meeting you in New York City, as random as it was, those things in your life really draw back to the ice for us. You know, the experiences that we have meeting new people, um, people who are excellent at what they do, because everyone is, everyone is excellent at something. You know, you talk to people and they're like, Oh, like, I don't, I don't really know what I'm good at. Like, no, that, that's not true. Everyone is very good and has a talent for something. And it's about uncovering that. And, you know, I think that mine and I are probably pretty good at recognizing the talent in other people. And, you know, if we can help each other and uh, if we can utilize that energy, I think that's uh, been a huge part of our success, especially over the past couple of years. I love that, you guys. I love that you guys are just taking all of these different pieces of inspiration from all around you. And it seems like that's hugely valuable in or it's really it's been hugely valuable in getting you guys to where you're at. Like totally something that I really love about you, too, is that you seem to defy conventions wherever you can. And figure skating to me, as somebody who's outside of it, seems like something that's maybe full of conventions historically. 
And you guys seem to just kind of go in and and shatter those in a really creative way that's obviously led you to success. Like you guys skated an entire season to Michael Jackson, and you alluded to this before, but you guys actually worked with Michael Jackson's choreographers, uh, which is crazy. And like you guys just crushed it to a Coldplay song. Like, tell me a little bit more about like choosing to go in and kind of break some. I don't know if this is breaking traditions, but you're definitely doing something that other people aren't doing. Sure. I think from the outset, you're you're kind of right on the money. As far as skating being something, it's a sport that values tradition. And we've always been, you know, very cognizant of being historians of our sport, understanding who has come before you, because that can help guide your path forward. And at the same time, you know, while you acknowledge that, Uh, you know, Maya is a very unique individual. I'm unique. Everyone, you know, that steps into the world of skating um, has the opportunity to do what they want to do. It it is a creative sport. I think that's one of the things that we love most about figure skating. It, it involves a, you know, very physical technicality um, and a level of athleticism that is very challenging. But at the same time, you have the opportunity to perform and create moments that are very special and inspiring you know, those moments inspire people. Um, you know, I think as far as collaborating with other people, that has been a big part of our journey. Uh, and to begin with, I guess, backtracking quite a bit, um, we knew that when we were going to start skating together, there were not very many brother and sister ice dance teams. And one of the questions that we get asked all the time is, you know, like ice dance in particular has a sort of a track record, a history for being uh, romantic. Like, you know, it's kind of the buzzword of the Olympic Games because we experienced our first Olympic Games in Sochi. And a lot of journalists that maybe don't, aren't familiar with figure skating or aren't familiar with ice dance, um, you know, the drama and the the romance of ice dance. And mine, I just quite simply can't do that. That's not us, but that's also what makes us unique. Uh, and so, you know, I think Maya found a quote earlier this year that was, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about how restrictions or perceived restrictions are the blueprint to discovering your creativity. Uh, and wow. I really, lo- I love that quote. Um, and Maya, showed, Maya's constantly finding amazing quotes. And I think that's just another example of where the two of us will, will seek out um, bits of inspiration that we can immediately apply to what we're currently focusing on. And then I think also a part of why we've chosen the path that we have creatively is that, you know, in sports, nothing is guaranteed, you know, knock on wood, you don't have injuries, but injuries do occur. And Alex and I know that whatever we do, we want to commit 110%. You know, you want to be passionate about what you're training every single day. So while it's easy to have someone like a coach or choreographer come in and tell you what you're going to do, that's not what we want. We want to be able to really make an impact and share our skating and whatever story or type of movement, we want to be able to really truly share parts of ourselves with the audience. We definitely want to leave a mark. I don't think legacy is a word that is correct, uh, but we definitely want to look back, um, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now on our skating career and this very special time that we've been experiencing in our lives and just be very proud of, of what we did and that we, you know, did it our way. And I think... Uh, you know, when you're young, it's kind of hard to to do that because you don't have the confidence and definitely some of the experiences going to the Olympics was a turning point, I think, in both of our lives, opening up the world. Um, you know, the Olympics is something that brings people from everywhere together. Uh, and that's, you know, one of the things that's so great about sport. Uh, it unifies and, and brings people together like nothing else. Like, 
I've had conversations coming back from the airport from a long trip. And, you know, occasionally, you know, if we're getting a car ride and someone isn't very chatty, but as soon as like, you know, you hear on the radio about the baseball game or the hockey game, it's an instant connect. There's like an instant, you know, shared quality about sports. And um, I think that's, that's a pretty huge thing. It's about finding, you know, our way of connecting to people um, and being authentic to ourselves. I think you guys are wonderful at that. Like I can think of so many examples, but just the fact that you guys are like skating to Michael Jackson or Coldplay, like I could be flipping through channels. I could be watching the nationals on NBC and you guys pop up and I'm like, wait, that's Coldplay. I love that song. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, this is figure skating. And it's so funny because you're bringing people together around this sport that people don't know that they love until they pay attention. And now I'm like, I was watching. Uh, I was watching one of your performances yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I work at this awesome co-working space in Nashville. Uh, so there's just like all these creative people who work there. And somebody walks by. They're like, "Are you watching figure skating?" And I'm like, "Yes." And you need to watch too. And I like took out my headphones, started playing like, <laughs> the music and stuff. And people started gathering around. Like, you guys oh, do so cool. something really special with what you do. And do you feel like that's something that you're intentionally doing? You're trying to get people interested in this thing that most people aren't, they don't grow up being interested in. I think figure skating is one of those things that is sort of oddly, um, there's a geographic component to it. I mean, if you grow up in Florida and the weather's beautiful outside, uh, you're not going to find yourself in an ice rink. Uh, we've lived in cold climates our entire life. And so there is a little bit of, uh, a little bit of chance to your involvement or understanding or even interest in a sport, a winter sport like figure skating. Um, it's definitely a focus that we've as we've gotten older and we've realized that, you know, with our accomplishments and our level of success, it's a responsibility to be ambassadors, you know, whether it's representing your country abroad, uh, representing your sport, you know, figure skating is one of those sports that, you know, could qualify as a once in every four year sport. And uh, it's an Olympic sport where, you know, if it's on uh, during the Olympics, everyone watches, but you know, there are three other years in between the Olympic Games where we're all still working just as hard as we are the Olympic season. And we're all still coming up with amazing, amazing stuff. And I think figure skating goes through sort of like every sport goes through phases. And right now, you know, if you were to name current athletes, current skaters, I think, you know, it's a little bit harder if you were to just go on the street and ask someone, oh, like name a figure skater that's competing right now. Um, people could say, oh, Michelle Kwan or Dorothy Hamill, or Christy Yamaguchi, or, you know, even Tanya Harding. Um, but I think one of the things that Maya and I are trying to accomplish with our skating and, you know, even social media, the beauty of social media is being able to connect with people. And I think that's such a great story. Um, it's It kind of, you know, makes us happy that our skating can bring people who wouldn't have necessarily watched in the first place. Uh, we love the sport, and we hope that we can share that with as many people as possible. That's awesome. I love the way that you are doing that. And I mean, you're doing a really good job. And at the end, you were talking about people coming together. Um, and I think that you guys have also, it seems that you've also done a really good job of doing that with your competitors. You guys are huge on YouTube. You guys are constantly creating videos and vlogs and updates as you go places. And you've got thousands of people who are following along with what you do. And so I'm one of those people and I'm tuning in, I'm watching and it seems like you guys are just like buddies with all these people that you're competing against or who work in, you know, in the skating world. Um, like, is that true? Am I reading that right? 
<laughs> That's true. We've been so fortunate to be able to travel with our sport and meet so many different athletes. You know, we spend time with figure skaters, but then also after the Olympics in 2014, we had the privilege of meeting athletes from all over the world, from all sorts of winter sports. And for us, it kind of goes hand in hand with enjoying collaboration. So even if it doesn't pertain to a program, really, the more people you meet, the more it enriches your life. And we've really grown up with some of our skating friends, and it doesn't matter. I mean, training, sometimes you can be training in completely different locations, but when you come together, you're still able to connect on the fact that you're pursuing something that you love. So for us, we really value the friendships that we've made with skaters all over the world. Yeah, I mean, we started competing internationally at a pretty young age. My, you were 13, and I was 16, and, uh, you know, we're lucky to have kind of held on to a lot of the friendships that we made at that point. And, um, you know, it's definitely a special group. It's a small, it's a very small world figure skating. And I, I mean, the more that we think about it and, you know, converse, we love conversations like this cause it just gets you thinking. Uh, and the world is such a small place. Uh, you especially know, now with social media, I think that the way that people can connect is so different so for us with our YouTube channel, our Instagram, it's a way of sharing the journey, sharing our experiences. I mean, figure skating is shown on television, but there's also just so much more to the sports and the personalities that are behind it. And for us, we really just enjoy getting to know people because like Alex was saying, you know, the figure skating world is small, but the world is also small. So it's just unique that something like a sport can bring people from all over the world together. And don't get us wrong. I mean, we're, we're you know, athletes, we're competitors. So when it comes time to compete and to perform, it's, it's game faces where, you know, we're really focused on making sure that, you know, um, we put on a performance worthy of the number of hours that we've put into it, you know, the amount of heart that goes into a program. And, you know, for the people that, that buy tickets and, and come to watch and support the athletes. It's really important to me and Maya that we put on, you know, a great show. Uh, and, you know, that's something that we value. But there is a lot of downtime. There are shows and tours and travel has been an amazing benefit of this journey that we're on. We don't necessarily always have the opportunity to, to explore as much. Um, you know, we see a lot of the backs of seats on buses and <laughs> the, the rink in, you know, Japan looks a lot like the rink in, you know, Slovakia, but, uh, it, it's still an opportunity. It's still, you know, a unique way. I was actually listening. I've been listening to your podcast now for a little bit I'm and my and I, we're big podcast fans and simultaneously we also happen to be big Brandon Harvey fans. So it just was like a perfect match. Um, but one of the things that, uh, we, I think it was the second podcast that you did. Um, and granted my and I, you know, don't know any of the people that you have interviewed so far. Um, but it's just fascinating listening to you, having these conversations with people and hearing things that we also believe in. Um, and Maya said sort of like, you know, you said the world is small, right? Yeah, there, there are ways that you can connect. There was something that uh, your second podcast episode, uh, I think his name is Jedediah. Yeah, I love Jedediah. Yeah, no, it was a great episode. It was a very interesting conversation. And he said something about cultivating curiosity. And I wrote it down. And that's one of the great things about, you know, the internet and technology. We can cultivate curiosity by, you know, making videos like, yes, we're working really hard on the ice and putting so many hours into to training. But in that 25th hour of every day, if we can kind of put a little bit of ourselves into a YouTube video or share a story on Instagram that, you know, 
get someone from outside of the sport curious about what we're doing and about all the amazing people um, in our sport, that's, that's a huge plus. I love that so much. And Maya said this really, really well. She said that you guys are able to connect with people because you're both, you're all pursuing what you love. And I think that's something that I've learned with this podcast is, you know, I, there's so many people I admire and they're all just pursuing these things that they love. But when you start creating things and putting them out in the world, you're, you're just kind of sharing who you are and other people who admire that thing about you can connect with you and you can connect with other people. And so, you know, it's, people are connecting with you guys because you're pursuing what they what you love and they can just see it through the content that you're creating the videos you're sharing um and and it's cool that that works you know within the skating world you guys can connect with your competitors because you're pursuing what you love but you could also connect with people who are pursuing totally different things that aren't skating at all because it all comes down to this drive of people uh, chasing after their dreams and doing it with, especially, I think that one of the big reasons I'm drawn to you guys is that you're chasing your dreams, like you're pursuing these things, but you're doing it with integrity. You're doing it with a people first mentality and you're just loving people well along the way. It's so fascinating to have conversations with people. You know, you could not know too much about what they're passionate about, but passion is infectious. I think that really the more that you can keep an open mind to what makes other people so excited, that can really just open you up to so many more possibilities. You can take it back to whatever you're pursuing. It's just a really special and unique thing that can happen. Totally. Somebody recently gave me this advice. We're in the middle of the political season here in the United States. And mm-hmm. um, it's there's so many things that can divide us. But he gave me this advice saying, like, if you find somebody that you disagree with, like, get to know why they're passionate about this, like, disagreeing I- ideology. Because there's very few people in the world who are totally irrational. You know, if you get to know somebody's story, you can understand why they're behaving the way that they are. And that's something that I've just loved since he gave me that advice is, okay, there's this person, I disagree with them, or it's maybe just, I don't understand them. I don't get them. Like I should strive to understand their story. Like get, ask them questions, get to know them because it's, it's not going to lead me to hate them. Like it's going to lead me to actually Mm -hmm. care about them more. Yeah, no, I mean, just like Maya earlier today, she's like, I disagree with this guy that I'm skating with. I should get to know him a little bit better and we can maybe figure out how to get past the speed bump and, you know, make something really productive and amazing happen. Um, No, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I think just coming into things with an open mind, uh, that approach to, to life, to to skating, to whatever, to whatever you're doing, you're just going to get so much more out of the experience. One of the things that I think we were sort of, I don't know, I think it was documented during the Olympics that we were amongst the athletes that were living it up the most. Um, And I always thought that that was kind of weird. I mean, that first of all, other athletes maybe weren't taking as much advantage of, you know, the amazing accomplishment and experience that the Olympics are. It's, it's something that a lot of athletes dream of and many athletes or few athletes ever get to experience. It was always kind of striking and strange to me that that was newsworthy. That, so novel. So novel that, you know, two people who are, you know, living life and enjoying it could be enjoying it, you know, so much and that that was, that was amazing. But I guess 
maybe that's some of the reasons why, you know, we appreciate your passion for, for what you do and the storytelling that you do. Unfortunately, more people or I don't know, more people should live like that, I think. I, I don't I think know what you think. Being open to experiences leads to so many different possibilities. For us, like you mentioned, Alex, at the Olympics, I mean, we work so hard to get there and becoming an Olympian is really a dream come true. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. But at the same time, when we were at the rink in Sochi, we were completely focused. We were making sure that we were doing our job. But then outside of that, I wasn't just going to stay in my room. I, I wanted to meet people. I wanted to find out about their stories, their journeys. And I think the same has just continued to be the case for as we continue our travels and meet people like you. Well, it brings me back to this idea that we're given opportunities to to make an impact in other ways. You know, like you guys have been given the incredible, well, first of all, like you, you've worked for your talent and your abilities, but you've worked for it not to get a, I mean, of course to get a gold medal, but like if all you end your life with is a gold medal, then like what a waste, you know, you yeah. guys have done such an incredible job of you know, getting first place, but also like leaving a legacy of relationship along the way and touching people, reaching people and enjoying the whole experience. Um, not, yeah, not just for yourselves, but just like for the experience that it is. And I think that we're so lucky because that's something that's grown over time because we haven't always been the U.S. national champions. That just happened in January. So over the past few seasons, I mean, with our sport, it's a subjective sport. Results aren't guaranteed. But what we've learned about ourselves and something that our parents always instilled in us is that all you can control is how you feel you did. So whether that means making sure that you're putting in the work or making sure that your sportsmanship is on point, you know, all of that, it's important. So I think that that's really continued to serve us well. And it's been a journey, but definitely doing things for the right reason it leads to amazing things. Yeah, I think Mai's right. We we appreciate the journey and all the things that come with that. And at this point in our career now, I mean, Mai's right. We we only just became national champions in January, but I think that the mindset and the way that we've gone about pursuing our goals has always been the same. Uh, and you know, there is a responsibility that comes with kind of leadership in this in this position that we're in now. And figure skating is, you know in the Olympics. And that does provide a platform. And, um, I don't know how much longer we'll be skating for, you know, where we take it year by year, every single time. Um, I think particularly going into the next Olympics, that's, that's the next big goal, but you know, we can't figure, we won't be the 45 year old figure skating, <laughs> uh, siblings, you know, that, that, that just doesn't happen. That would be very, very strange. Um, and so at some point, Maya and I will go off to do different things. And I think that the experiences that we've had and the lessons that we've learned in this sport, um, you know, will really serve us well. And hopefully we can go on to do things that really make an impact and help a lot of people. So in 2018, you guys are going to be in South Korea skating for like the 2018 Olympics. Um, and by the way, I, I really, 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 really want to be there because that just sounds amazing. Like, how fun <laughs> would that be to come watch you guys? Um, that would be awesome. I'll, uh, I'm, I'm just going to, like, plan on that. Like, I'm going to put it in my calendar and just, like, we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> just put it out there and stay positive. You never know. Exactly. But, like, okay, so, yeah, and and you're totally right. Like, you're not going to be 45-year-old, like, create, like <laughs> skaters. Um I'm sure the image of that hurts my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine it. I like to imagine it. 
Um, but like, I'm, and I'm sure you'll always have a passion for skating, but like, where do you think your trajectories will, will take you? Do you kind of have an idea on what that might look like? I think to start with, um, you know, we certainly hope that we'll be at the 2018 Olympic Games. The way our sport um, works, you know, there's the national championships every January. And, you know, previous results are taken into consideration, but it'll come down to, you know, um, how we perform at the national championships in 2018. Uh, That being said, Maya and I have been working really hard and we're only getting better and we're excited about the future. So, yes, we do hope that we'll be in 2018 at the Olympics and uh, we hope that we'll uh, be hanging out with you there too. That'd be awesome. But uh, as far as, you know, plans down the road, I definitely think that, you know, I never imagined when I was in middle school, when high school, at that age, when people start talking to you about like professions, you know, when you're five or six years old, it's okay to say like, you know, I want to be a professional basketball player, (laughs) even if you know that you won't be a six foot eight power forward. Um, you know, it's okay to say that, but, you know, around middle school, high school, you know, kids start talking about their interests and skating was one of those things that sort of separated me from that natural process because we were so invested in skating. We were spending a lot of time. We were going to school half days. Um, you know, we managed to graduate, um, from high school. It's unique to find something that you're passionate about from a young Yeah. And and for us, that was figure skating. And so looking beyond that, it was very hard to do. And, you know, I took my love of basketball and my, my fandom for sports and, uh, and all that. And I assumed that it would sort of take me in a direction where I would want to enter sports journalism, telling stories, writing stories about sports, hanging out with all my favorite, uh, you know, athlete superstars. And over the course of the past, you know, six years, I've kind of shifted gears. I think that one of the things that Maya and I have been able to learn about ourselves is that we love, um, you know, telling stories and we don't get the opportunity to do it as often in a traditional sense uh, as we would like with our YouTube channel and, you know, Instagram. But I think that figure skating and what we do with the creative process with programs is very much like storytelling. Yeah, with our programs, we have two every season. And especially since we like to be involved in the creative process and we take it so seriously, it really becomes something that you develop and then decide to put out there and share with the world. So storytelling is definitely something that we're both interested in. And, you know, as an athlete, it gets easy to get stuck in the daily grind and focusing on the next goal or the next thing you want to improve. But for me especially, I think that leading into the next Olympics, I really just want to keep an open mind because you never know who you'll meet, who you'll talk to, and how that'll just change your entire perspective on life. That's incredible. What a cool experience it'll be for you guys to, you know, at one point when you decide to, t- to take that step away from skating, to kind of have the opportunity to, like, rediscover a new passion, you know, to to pursue something new and, like, you kind of already know in your life, I'm going to take a shift. Like I'm going to make a change. And I think we all make changes over the course of our careers. Like I, like just in the creative world, like I used to think that I was going to be like a wedding photographer because I shot a few weddings. Um, And like, I'll probably never shoot another wedding again. And, but it was that, you know, (laughs) there's still a similar trajectory of like wedding photography was telling stories. Now I'm telling stories in a totally different way. For you guys, like, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of people out there who they see that sort of change as something scary. But most people do have a change like that, whether they know it's happening or whether it sneaks up on them. And what a cool thing that you guys 
just kind of know that that's going to come when it comes. Yeah, I mean, this is by no means a PSA for against planning, you know, like (laughs) setting out goals and and figuring out what you want to do with your life, because I think that there are some people who just know, they they know what they want to do, and they're able to find that right away. But you're right, there is oftentimes a moment where something comes up, there's a fork in the road, and and you have to make a decision, or there is an opportunity to do something else. And uh, for us, you're right, ours is pretty straightforward, actually, but it's given us time to kind of think about things and stay open-minded. That, that just I think we have a theme of this podcast, but um, staying open-minded to, to new opportunities and new ideas and um, not letting anything shape you know the way that we envision our future. And we've really learned that if you pursue something passionately, then that's the best way to live, really. Absolutely. And okay, I, I think that's a perfect transition into every single episode. I love to ask a few questions. Um, for the sake of consistency and because I just, I really like the questions. Um, so my first question for you guys, and you already know this, is how would you describe the kind of person that you most admire in the world? You've traveled the world, you've met all kinds of people from all different cultures, um, all different backgrounds. Like, who do you, what kind of person do you most admire in the world? Uh, I admire people that are kind because not everyone, you know, it took me a long time to to really, I mean, it's, I have to kind of think about this because one of the things that you learn from a very young age is there are always going to be people along the way, whether it be your parents or your mentors, friends, who are going to give you advice. And it's one thing to understand what someone is saying and understand the concept, but it's a completely different thing to to live that and to really adapt it as a part of your day-to-day existence. And so, for example, like one of the things I'm still terrible at is being on time. Which is crazy because I, of course, understand that like time is very valuable. And if I say I'm going to be somewhere at a certain time, I should be there because it's someone else's time and their time is just as valuable as mine. But I'm just always late. And so hopefully I can I can, you know, learn that. But, you know, that's what I'm talking about. It's understanding a concept and understanding the importance of it and then really like making it, it a part of. Yeah, applying it. Uh, I think being kind is different. You can just be kind. You you might not be open minded because you you know haven't had those opportunities, those experiences. But kindness is something that is just so um, so valuable, especially you know when everything in the media these days can kind of tend towards the negative. People who have good intentions and good hearts and are just nice. Those are the people that I want to be around, and those are the people that I'm inspired by. And I think for me, it's kind of down a similar road. But at the same time, there are qualities about people that you can admire, whether it's how physically impressive an athlete is or how smart someone can be. But to me, I really appreciate people that have special qualities, but that are also okay with sharing. I think that life is short, so it's easy to get stuck in your own business and what you're worried about. But I think that the more open-minded you can be, And along the same lines of what Alex was saying, being kind, that just can really make such an impact. Well, that's awesome. Question number two, what are you consuming right now? Like, is there, do you have a favorite YouTuber? Is there like something on TV, a movie, something like that that you are loving? Alex has always been a huge fan of podcasts, but I'm starting to become more of a fan of podcasts because I appreciate the real conversations that happen. Before I started listening to podcasts, I really liked watching interviews with 
actors. So for example, inside the actor's studio or even silly things that Jimmy Fallon does. I just was really fascinated with storytelling, but then also the component of performance that usually comes with those interviews. You should check out, um, there's this fantastic podcast that I started to love. It's called Off Camera with Sam Jones. Yes, I was telling Alex about this the other day. Yes, I love that. It's I've so been watching good. those YouTube videos. Yeah, because you have you have no idea how how lit up Maya's face just got. She's been <laughs> bugging me about off camera and I haven't had a chance to take a look. And the fact that you mentioned it just completely confirmed her delight over that uh, that show. That's amazing. So there's yeah, they've got the video version, but then there's the podcast version. And it's okay. just the cool thing is Sam Jones is a He's just a photographer who has these relationships with all these different celebrities he's photographed over the years for major magazines and publications. And um, and so his conversation with these actors is so fascinating to me. I'll have to check that out because, yeah, definitely the combination of being creative with their art of acting, but then also realizing that it's a performance. I feel like a lot of that can apply to what we do. I love that. I love that. Well, Alex, you're going to have to check that out and yeah, I do. take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's gotten the double seal of approval. Um, as far as the things that I'm interested in consuming right now, I mean, I think I mentioned like our days are so full at the rank. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I try to avoid vegging out completely. Um, I don't like, you know, just watching TV for no reason. Um, and so one of the things that I like doing is, you know, I'm a big fan of YouTube and consuming that content that is someone's decision. Like they have complete creative control over what they're making. It hasn't been um, altered or, or changed by like a studio executive or, you know, the opinions of producers. Like it is someone's vision and they are putting it out there. Um, I, you know, I obviously like millions of people around the world um, am inspired by Casey Neistat's work. He's kind of a, a visionary of our time in a lot of ways. Um, and so I like watching some of his videos. Uh, and then as far as podcasts go, uh, you know, I like the WTF podcast with Mark Marin. I, I don't know if that's similar to off camera, but, um, you know, he takes kind of a, a pretty interesting approach to interviewing a very diverse group of people. I like podcasts where I can learn about people from so many different backgrounds because I can just put it on and I feel like I'm in a classroom. I feel like I'm learning something about, you know, someone else that I'm completely unfamiliar with. It doesn't have to be a podcast interview with a big name. I almost prefer that I have no idea who the person is. Those are fantastic. I I love Casey Neistat so much. My wife and I watch uh we watch him while we eat lunch a lot of times uh, okay and his vlogs are just long enough to do that and then mark mm-hmm. Marin is fantastic like he's an expert interviewer and i think it's because he comes from such a like he's able to disarm people with humor in a really mm-hmm. really compelling way and i mean one of his best interviews ever was his conversation with barack obama about a year ago yeah, totally. I, I think that there is something about people who are, I mean, good storytellers are just a joy to listen to, whether they're a stand-up comedian. Another podcast that I'm a big fan of is um, You Made It Weird um, oh, man, by too. Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes is uh, great. We had the opportunity. I've been a big fan of Pete Holmes and just like his stand-up comedy because like skating is stressful. You know, um, you're there's always nerves. And so one of the ways that I would handle it when I was younger was just listening to stand-up, something that would make me laugh, whether it was 
stand-up or we would watch SNL, something that could just get us giggling and having a good time and remembering why we love skating, you know, something that's just keeping it light. And uh, we had the opportunity to do Pete's um, Pete show, the Pete Holmes show, before the Olympics, and that was, like, really cool because we were both big fans of him to begin with, but, you know, his podcast is great because, again, like Mark's, it, uh, I, I just called Mark Marin Mark. We're not on a first, <laughs> we're not on a first name basis. Not but yet, like Mark, anyway. Not yet. Like Mark, like Mark Marin's podcast, uh, you know, he just has a very unique way of connecting with people, uh, and that's why podcasts like this one are, I think, so important. I'm constantly sharing things that I hear um, on my own listening time with Maya and I'm sure people are doing the same thing with yours. Well, that's super nice guys. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my last question is based off of the ways that you've chosen to step out and live differently in your life. What's one thing you'd encourage someone else to do in their own life today? I think that a theme of our conversation has been being open-minded. I think that a lot can go into being open-minded, whether it's believing in yourself or not closing any doors. I just think that whether it's talking to people that you wouldn't normally, it can lead to great things. Yeah, simple interaction. Um, You know, everyone's going about their daily lives. Everyone has things to do, but taking a moment to, you know, have a little conversation with someone at the checkout counter at the grocery store is, is meaningful, you know, just putting a little bit of positive energy out there. It makes yourself feel better. Um, it makes that person feel better too often. I think everyone's, you know, got their noses like stuck to their phones, you know, staring at things that are happening as opposed to, you know, being the change, um, making a difference in a way that is very simple and very easy to do. You guys, I love that. You guys are so inspirational and amazing. And I just love the way that you actually live that out all over the world. If people want to follow along with what you're doing, if they want to like watch your amazing figure skating, if people want to check you out, like where can they do that? Um, well, if you uh, search our names on YouTube, you can find a lot of our performances, um, you know, the world championships are going to be coming up. So there'll be some pretty recent competition footage that'll be available. So, so that'll be cool. Um, I think Twitter, Instagram, um, both of our names spelled out correctly, generally get you, uh, to the source where we're updating kind of the world with what we're up to. And then our YouTube channel, Shib Sibs, and then we also have our Snapchat account, Shib Sibs. We're pretty much on every platform if you search Maya Shibutani, Alex Shibutani, or Shib Sibs. And I guess a little backstory with Shib Sibs is um, we're the Shibutani siblings, so hence Shib Sibs. That's probably why we first connected is because you guys are so good at social media and so you guys live such an interesting life that I just love following along with what you're doing. Yeah, so all of this will be in the show notes. If you are like on an iPhone, if you just tap on like my face, it'll come up with text and you can click the link over and just follow Maya and Alex. Like it works really, really well. So do that and it'll be awesome. Maya and Alex, it has been so fun having you on the show. Like, I loved this conversation. I can't wait to do more of it. And um, I can't wait to go to the Olympics with you guys in 2018. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, no, it's gonna, it was a great conversation. We really enjoyed it. Cool. Well, thank you. I'll see you guys. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
Sounds Good with Brandon Harvey is part of the Gradient Podcast Network and is created in collaboration between me, Brandon Harvey, and Gradient. Find them on Facebook and Twitter at gradient.is. That's gradient, D-O-T-I-S. Follow along with my story on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and Facebook. My username is simply at Brandon Harvey. That's Brandon with an E-N. And if you go to my website, brandonharvey.com, you can sign up for my weekly good newsletter where I highlight five of the most hopeful things that happened around the world. Make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts and take a minute to write a review on iTunes. And that's it for this week's podcast. I'll see you next week when we get the opportunity to learn from another incredible person. Sound good?